0: Hey everyone! You're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter, and me, Courtney Fogel. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hi everyone! Today I have Ashley Belvin from Black Truck Media and Marketing. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Sure! I'm Ashley. I am a former Ad and PR major from Grand Valley, it's also part of PRSSA and Grand PR, and I started at Black Truck as an intern, and I'm there full time now. Uh, we specialize in search engine optimization and paid search, and I can talk a little bit about that more as okay. we get into the podcast
0: too. All right. So, what's your story? How did you get to Black Truck?
1: Whoa. All right. So, I could go kind of far back in this backstory, but I'll I'll begin at a fall semester. Of 2016 I was a student in Adrienne Wallace's CAP 105 class and she brings in professionals mm-hmm. in different um, areas of advertising and PR to share their field and um, answer students questions so that was something that I really loved about the class and one of the guest speakers came in to talk specifically about SEO which is great because I don't know if, if the curriculum is any different now, but it's something that was kind of a blip in the mm-hmm. in the textbook in, my, in advertising um, 210. So it was nice to get a little bit more insight into SEO. And as with any time that we had a guest speaker in Adrienne's class, she encouraged us to send a thank you card right. to our guest speakers. Um, and that I will always appreciate that about her, even though, like... Thank you cards were are kind of already in my in my practice. I, I think it was a good kind of nudge to do that with, with more professionals as I was a student. So she even sent us the address to these professionals' um, offices and, mm-hmm. and emails to the class, like, you should send a thank you card. So I had sent a thank you card to this professional who came in to talk about SEO. And it turns out that I was the only one in my class who did so. and. Um, this person happened to just be looking for an intern for his business so this is Jason at Black Truck and um, I met with him in December of that uh, same semester to talk and then I ended up starting as an intern in February so yeah so I you know and the only real knowledge I had about SEO at that time was um very, very basic of what I had explored on my own, um, working on websites, and then, you know, what he had shared when he came into class, and I really have done a lot of learning on the job, Mm -hmm. which as an intern is is part of the experience, but um, one thing that I really love about my job now is that I get to continue to learn, Mm -hmm. because the industry is always changing, and um, I'm still fairly green uh, in the industry. I've only been with Black Truck for about a year and a half, so there's still even more that I can learn. Right, yeah. So
0: cool yeah so thank you cards yes thank
1: Very you cards important. <laughs> yes I'll, and i can i can talk a little bit more about that sure. too so i try to always be careful because that's i've talked with a group of students um in a capstone class before too and that was kind of my my parting advice was was thank you cards but i really want to drive home the importance of it being like a genuine thank you card mm-hmm. like not doing it just for the sake of of doing it but just making it personalized and um putting some effort into it and I know that this might not come naturally to everybody so I think it would be fun even just to practice with little thank you cards that you leave for your roommate for your friend um, for for a classmate just like practicing so that you know when you do get to a point where you have this opportunity to send a thank you card to a professional it feels natural Mm -hmm. and you can really Personalize it and, and make an impact not not with ulterior motives, but really just to make it clear how, how much appreciated you appreciate it you Yeah,
0: awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's good advice Because I think some people may send them just to send them and then you can kind of tell whether or not genuine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't don't do it just because your professor told you to <laughs> Or whomever you know or just because it's the thing you're supposed to do um, it I would say even if you do send a thank you card if there's no thought behind it that's even gonna hurt you more than if you didn't send yeah. one in the first place so definitely yeah it's definitely like a soft skill
0: mm-hmm. yeah. so at black truck um, you touched on SEO what kind of other services do you provide
1: yeah so our our main umbrellas are SEO and uh, I guess what you'd say paid search there's many ways there's many ways to say that but um so paid search could include PPC which is pay-per-click ads uh, in search and display ads and then we also have content strategy services which is kind of the area that I specialize in as well as local SEO which is a whole subset of search engine optimization where you're working um, very localized Optimization, for lack of a better way to say it, I guess you're you're working within uh, communities to try to get um, your business to show up in search results that are very localized in nature, with how the person is searching or where they're searching from. Okay. And then we also do some social media strategy and ads for clients as well.
0: Okay, awesome. So can you walk us through SEO? <laughs>
1: Yes, I can try. (laughs) So it's a very kind of geeky, very specialized area of marketing. And um, it doesn't have to be a big enigma, but there are many different parts to it. So I guess to begin, the basic premise of search engine optimization is getting a website to appear in search results. And so you may have noticed depending on the kinds of searches that you do, that there, there's different things that appear on these search result pages. Okay. So for on Google, for instance, that's the biggest search engine. So we'll often use that as the example. So you might do a search, and you might see a map turn up with some local businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we call that the local pack. So that can take up a lot of space on, on the search results page. Um, there might be some ads at the top and at the bottom, and those sometimes can blend in pretty well with the regular results, which we call organic results. Okay. Um, but you, there's a little green tag that says add, so you can usually scope can those tell. out. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also, if you do a search that has a really easy answer, there might be something that pops up at the top of the search engine results page that's called like an answer box or a knowledge panel. Um, that just gives you the quick answer. So there's all these different ways that you can get information to appear on a search results page. And there are a lot of different factors that contribute to how these appear and whether they appear at all. And so there's the concept of indexing, which is, let me see if I can kind of give an overview of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Indexing happens when a search engine's crawler, which might be uh, you might hear it called like a bot or a spider, can crawl through your website and pick up the pages that you want to be seen on the internet. Okay. So that's that's the concept of indexing. Um, and there's ways to make it so that certain pages on your website don't show up, like a login page, for instance. Um, that's not something that you necessarily want to appear in search results. Um, so, so you want your website to be indexable or it won't appear in search results. And then along with indexing, but different than indexing is the concept of ranking, which is how your website will appear for a certain query that's related to your website. Okay. So I know that's super <laughs> geeky and I'm really proud of myself for explaining that how I did. <laughs> But there are a lot of resources out there that that can kind of break it down a little bit more. Um, if you're if this is something that you're interested in, a resource that I really enjoyed learning with was um, Moz's, um, let's see, Introduction to SEO. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if that's exactly what it's called, but if you go to moz, moz.com, they have a guide there that's... Um, that's a beginner's guide to SEO, and that's been really helpful, and that might kind of break it down a little bit better than I did. Okay. So um, those are kind of the, the big concepts related to SEO. So that's kind of on the search engine side of things, and then for what we do with SEO, we want to make sure that our clients' websites are streamlined in a way that um, technically what's happening on the website um, On the back end as far as even code level um, we may not be able to actually alter that code but we can work with developers to do that to make sure that what needs to appear does appear and then also what does appear on on the page is helpful and useful and organized in in a way that it's going to be um, beneficial for the people who land on the website okay so um, yeah, super geeky. Um, there's so many different areas to it and, uh, I don't know if that was really a great, yeah, that oh, was helpful. okay, yeah, that good, was helpful. good.
0: Okay. So what about PPC?
1: So PPC is something that I don't do on, on a daily basis, but, okay. um, my colleagues do. So I can kind of break that down a little bit, too. Um, So PPC is another way to appear on search results. Um, And this is a way to try to get your business or organization to appear in, like, a coveted spot on these pages. Usually you want to try to show up at the top because that's, you know, usually how a user might interact with the search results page, is you might be prone to click to one of the first Mm -hmm. things that appear. So um, you essentially set up your ad. um, In this case, for Google, you use Google AdWords, which is now called Google Ads. Um, You get really creative with your copy. Um, AdWords has these great different settings now where you can um, plug in a few different headlines, a few different ad copy, and it will actually um, generate some dynamic ads depending on what people are searching. It's really cool. And again, I don't work with it directly, but my coworkers do, and we do have some blog posts on the website too, if someone wants to check those out. Um, But you essentially set up your ad the way that you want, and then you bid for placement on results for certain queries or certain forms of search queries. Um, So for instance, let's say a business is um, an electrician. just use an example because I just happened to look at an outlet. (laughs) Um, So let's say um, there's a lot of electricians in Grand Rapids, but you want people to see you first. So you might set up an ad um, and you might set it up to trigger when someone searches for electrician in Grand Rapids. Um, So that's pretty basic, and depending on what you're willing to spend on the ad, you may or may not show up at the top, or you might show up at a lower spot, I think, I believe like up to the top four spots on the search result page, and up to the bottom four results on the search result page could be ads, depending on what you're searching, and how competitive the field is.
0: And how much other people are paying. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, So again, that's very basic example that I gave, but um, PPC is helpful for organic search as well, which is the area that I uh, play more in on a day-to-day basis. Um, And the way that that works together is after a while of you running PPC ads, you have some data to work with and some history of what people are searching that triggers your ads to show up. Mm -hmm. And there's a way to set it so that um, people don't have to search exactly the word or phrase that you're typing in. They might do a different form or a different, um, like, even sentence that includes some of the words. So then you have some history to look back at, and you can look through that and say, oh, people are actually searching like this. I can use this information to optimize my website mm-hmm. to make it more, more likely to show up for just organic search. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, what do you specialize in?
1: I specialize in content strategy is my main area of focus at Black Truck, but we all wear um, a few different hats. So, I also do some um, some of the on-site optimization, and um, yeah, we have a whole procedure that we that we uh, do with our our clients depending on on what they're hiring us for. Okay. but my specialty at Black Truck is content strategy. So um, when we get a client that we are working with on content strategy, we will um, kind of audit what the website currently looks like as far as the content that they have available. And content really can mean anything from the text, which is what we can fall into a habit of referring to as content, Um, but the text Any images, any videos, uh, graphics, anything that appears um, and that the user can kind of interact with in some way on the website. So we audit what's currently there on the website and also what appears to be missing based on the client's industry, based on what we know about how search engines interact with the website and how users typically interact with the website. And then we can come up with a plan to improve either individual pages on the website or depending on at what stage the client is in kind of reworking their website, we might come up with a strategy for kind of changing things up and, and approaching content a different way just because we're not just optimizing for search engines, we're optimizing for real people. So we want to make sure that the websites are offering information and set up in a way that's gonna make it easiest for people to interact with your company or your organization.
0: Okay, cool. Um, What... Why is there a need for each of these and how do you explain the need to your clients?
1: Depending on each client's situation, they may not need PPC Mm -hmm. Um, and there are many cases where a client will come to us and think that they do and we might even tell them that they don't you know and we're not we're not going to recommend that if it's a you know if it's something that's not going to benefit them in the long run or if it's something that it's an unknown then then we might give it a shot but um, it really depends from industry to industry and as far as explaining it to clients um, we have our founder, um, Jason, who he actually does a lot of the business development for us and he is kind of the first face that, that clients interact with at Black Truck. So he goes through the pitching process with clients and um, offers proposals of, of the work that we can do for them based on what he's learned from them about the company and what they might need. Um, so he does a lot of the explaining okay. up front. Um, but then once we do get to a point where we're working with the client, I might have the opportunity to explain kind of in more specifics how a certain tactic or, or a certain improvement done on the website might contribute to the overall goals. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, um, I wanted to go back to the previous question about content strategy. So there are many ways to approach content strategy. Um, and I hope that this comes through with, with other things that I've said here, too, that You can create just for the sake of creating, Um, and there are many businesses that might approach content strategy with, we need to push out content, we need to create content, we need to put it out there, we need to tell people what we're about. And what I, um, the philosophy that we use at Black Truck is that we don't want to just put something out there just to put something out there, because we are a search-focused agency, we take a look at what people are actually looking for on the internet and that's based on tools that we use that can show us search volumes or even phrasing that people are using to do searches how people are searching and we use that information to create content that is answering questions that people are asking and that's going to be most helpful Um, it's not always about pushing out I mean, we cover. I'm sure this right. comes up in classes, too, um, for ad and PR. You know, you're not just talking about yourself. You're making sure that you're actually speaking to your audience or your public. So um, I get to use a lot of keyword research um, in many different ways to come up with the strategies that I come up with for our clients. So a lot of the time that will come out in the form of blog posts, even though that model is kind of shifting for websites. Um, yeah. Okay. Being, being helpful, um, offering information that is actually useful rather than just kind of blasting out
0: mm-hmm.
1: content for the sake of blasting out content. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: That makes more people want to interact with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. What kind of clients do you have?
1: A whole range of different types of clients. So, um, I am bound to some confidentiality, but... Sure. Um, We have everything from manufacturers to distributors, um, retailers, home service providers, um, and it can range from anything from online only businesses to brick and mortar stores or or locations. um, On the local level, national, we even have some clients who have a global presence and in almost any industry you can imagine. Um, So it keeps us on our toes. And it makes us really uh, well-rounded and, and marketable. We're, you know, willing to work with. Um, what, what is it? Jason often says that we are industry agnostic. So um, <laughs> we don't have any kind of um, specialty area that we work in per se. Although there's some industries that we have worked in a lot that okay. um, that we like to to tout that when we're when we're pitching to different clients. But um, yeah, it makes us great for like dropping random knowledge at parties too. Like we can—I <laughs> have like a lot of tri- trivia in my head that I, I can bet. use. <laughs> yep.
0: Can you give an example of a target audience and how you've strategized reaching them?
1: That is a great question. It really does involve um, breaking down perhaps maybe not in the same form that you're used to from the classes Mm -hmm. at Grand Valley, Um, but it really does take some breaking down of um, demographics even, especially, I I will say that target audiences really come into play with the PPC because there's so many ways that you can customize Mm -hmm. the audience that you want the ads to appear to. So um, definitely in that area, which um, again, I'm unfortunately not as familiar with, but for what I do, it's more so maybe not thinking in terms of target audience, although the client will define that for us and we will also do our own research to try to refine that a little bit more if necessary. But, um, so I mentioned that I do keyword research to help come up with content strategy and we use keyword research to help optimize entire websites as well it's more so about um even creating target keywords based on how oh man it's a little bit tricky i want to make it fit into like the target audience box that that we're taught in school but um after a while of, of doing keyword research you kind of um, see that in different industries customers might search a little bit differently than you might expect. Where I want to head with this is it's not so much about target audience as it is learning to search like the audience, okay. the, the actual audience for the client, um, stumbling through that a little bit, but. I'm going to go off on a tangent, okay. if that's all right. Okay. <laughs> so, so before I came on to um, the, the SEO scene, um, back in the day, there used to be a way to actually code your website so that you had these keywords like embedded in, in your website so that those bots and spiders from search engines could crawl into your website and see those keywords right away. And be like, oh, this is what this website is about. We don't need to crawl the rest of the website. We're just going to tell people, you know, we're, we're just going to surface this website for any searches that have these keywords or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that turned into a huge spam tactic um, over time. Um, so websites that had nothing to do with um, office chairs might plug office chairs in their yeah. meta keywords, if they thought if they thought that was something that people were searching a lot for, so like a random website might have had um, Britney Spears as a keyword back in like the early two thousands okay. or something <laughs> like that. So um, what I'm trying to say is that because those tactics have been found to be spammy and they've been um, disregarded by search engines over time. Um, seos have had to change how they approach their work um, if they want to stay relevant and if they actually want to do good work for their clients and so the model today is really human centered and i keep going back to this concept of like learning to search how the audience is searching so it really comes down to language for me i guess so um it's almost segmenting and pinpointing a target audience based on the language that they use and that might be different than the language that the client that the business uses mm-hmm. so um, let me think if I can come up with a quick example here
0: I went um, my car was broken last week and I typed in like car shop
1: okay yes
0: is that a good example yes and, can- or like fix car like you know what I mean? And I couldn't think of like what is the right word that I'm looking for. Is that a good example? Yes. Uh, yes.
1: Exactly. That that is exactly. Thank you for for jumping in. Um, yes, that is great. So, um, so you might search car shop, and um, someone else might search auto repair shop. Mm-hmm. Now, search engines have a certain way of um, knowing that those are similar. But if a website has car shop, you know, that's that's a phrase that they use a lot on their website in, in certain ways, um, and that's how they d- choose to describe themselves, versus someone who uses auto repair shop a lot. Depending on how a person is searching, one or the other is going to be more prone to show up. Mm-hmm. So... In a way, I guess that's why I kind of stumbled over the concept of target audience too, because um, even though those two people are searching different ways, they are still looking for the same thing. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn those different ways that people search for the same thing. And again, that might be different than how the business talks about themselves. Uh, We've had a lot of cases of that where, where a client might talk about themselves in a very specific way, um, and they may not really use the same language as the people who are searching for them. And so we really have to say, this might the way that you're doing things right now might not work for search engine optimization. Like you need to find ways to incorporate how your audience is actually speaking into your website so that they can find you more easily. Mm -hmm.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite aspect of your position?
1: I like that I get to use my love of writing in in my day-to-day. So I was just working on a blog post for a client before I came in this morning. And um, I get to do some writing for us at Black Truck, too, for our blog. And I just love how naturally writing weaves into SEO um, and making what we, we have our, our slogan kind of is we don't build websites, we make them better for search and users okay. and I really enjoy how I get to use my writing skills to make websites better awesome. for our clients and nice. then besides that just the fact that like I said every day is a learning experience mm-hmm. and um, there's opportunities to learn in so many different directions. So,
0: cool. yeah. I saw on your Twitter that you guys, you and Jason, were at Moz, MozCon? Yeah. What was that?
1: Yeah, so that's actually one thing that I really love about my job, too, is that um, along with the opportunities to, to learn is is that I've been able to go with the team to some big conferences. So MozCon is one of the, the big search industry professional conferences um, in the country. And if you really look into it, there are a number of conferences and and a lot of professionals will will go to multiple, which is awesome. I think I'd be really overwhelmed (laughs) (laughs) Um, just because I've been now to, um, last year we went to Boston for Search Love, which is also a search specific industry conference. Um, And then we went to Digital Summit Detroit last fall um, so MozCon is put on specifically by Moz, the company that I mentioned earlier that right. has the great beginner's guide to SEO. Um, so Moz has some great professional tools that SEOs can use to help them do their job. And they have, let's see, I'm not sure if what year this was for MozCon, possibly the ninth annual, um, but I believe there were close to 1,700 professionals there. This was in Seattle. That's where Maz is headquartered. And um, my boss, Jason, has gone there many times, um, and he's brought Pat in a previous year to my colleague, Patrick. So this was great to be able to go with both of them to Seattle for this. So it was huge. Um, We actually just recorded a podcast on it um, a couple weeks ago. And you can check that out okay. on our website, blacktruckmedia.com. But great insights from some of the leaders in the industry um, at all different levels from um, there were a lot of people that spoke specifically on content related um, topics and then um, some that were into more of the technical SEO um, and yeah, it just kind of runs the gamut and there were multiple presentations every day. There's a chance to um, network with people at lunch, at breakfast, on breaks. Um, but then they also threw some networking events on Monday and Wednesday evening, which is a great way to get to know people and, and uh-huh. make some connections. So I actually met some really great people that way yeah. too. So it, it's big. I mean, I'm an introvert, so it um, it was challenging in many ways, but it was um, it, it gave me a level of um, a feeling of legitimacy too mm-hmm. to be among all of these professionals who, many of whom have been in the industry for so years and years. Wow. And so it was great to kind of be on the same playing field in a way mm-hmm. and, and learning together and then making these new connections. Cool. So,
0: yeah. Cool. Do you have any tips for college students getting ready to interview for their first postgraduate? Oh,
1: yes. So I would say be confident in what you've learned. If you've paid attention and you've put in the work you're ready so just believe in yourself and and I I I spoke with a class of of near graduates at the end of last semester and they kind of just were out of their minds with anxiety I think and everything that I've seen especially for students who are involved in things like pure SSA you know if you're if you're paying attention that much to know that it's important to be a part of these things and and you know you've you've put in the work in your class you you have what you need and um, yeah be be confident okay. um, but along with that look for professionals who can mentor you um, or bosses who are open to you learning on the job um, like I said that's been one of the greatest gifts of working at black truck is that I'm encouraged to continue learning and that um, I do see my boss as a mentor. Um, I've been able to learn a lot from him, and he's been very gracious about that, too. So um, I know that for millennials, that can be a really important aspect of a new job, is having an environment where it feels safe to Mm -hmm. be able to learn and ask questions. And um, so I would say, along with the concept of finding a place that's a good match, just um, look for places where, where you'll be encouraged to grow and learn. Okay. And then I guess my, I have a couple more pieces of info here that I jotted down, but, um, while being well-rounded is important and, um, something that your education has hopefully uh, prepared you well for finding a niche to specialize in can make you even more valuable for the right role down the road. And, um, I would say do what you need to do to deepen your knowledge in any area that you're especially passionate about. And even if this is something that you're not able to incorporate into your first job right out of the gate, if it's something that you continue to nurture, Mm -hmm. then when the right opportunity comes along, you'll have that ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, write thank you cards, genuine (laughs) thank you cards. Yeah, it could be the differentiator that gets your foot in the door, so.
0: Cool. Yeah. Is
1: there anything else you'd like to add? I, I miss PRSSA. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning. I'm, I'm glad to be here. And um, I made some really good friends through PRSSA. And it was a really great part of my education. So um, I would say hello to everybody. And um, if anybody wants to get together and have coffee, please let me know. I'd be happy to talk.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you for coming out, and thanks for talking about all this. I know a lot of students don't really get to hear how this all works. I mean, we get a little brief overview, but Mm -hmm. we don't really get to dive in. Yeah.
1: I hope it was helpful, and I'm, I'm happy to talk more.
0: Awesome. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks for inviting me.